0: Welcome to another episode of Scoop TV and we're all one big Trojan family podcast on this Memorial Day weekend. On this episode, Mark and Josh were without Brandon again. He's out in Texas taking care of some business, doing some refereeing. However, we've got you covered. We're going to talk about the most recent news. It's never a dull moment around USC football. Uh, in case you haven't heard, freshman defensive tackle Jay Toya has entered his name in the transfer portal, and there's a lot of speculation as to why and the timing. Also, June is going to kick off a huge month of recruiting. Official visits are back in season, and USC released their schedule uh, with their list of attendees for each of the next three to four weekends. So Mark and Josh, we're going to break that down. And we also talk about some potential commits that might happen uh, when everything's all said and done. And before you know it, fall camp is just two months away. So sit back, enjoy. And uh, when you're enjoying this Memorial Day weekend, let's not forget why we have the privilege of talking USC football. On that note, take care and fight on.
1: to another episode of Scoop TV. I'm your host, Josh Ann. Join my co-host, Mark Culkin. Mark, how are you doing?
0: Hey, man. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Hope we're taking the time to uh, remember why we're able to do this uh, during this long weekend. Even though we're without Brandon, who's... uh, I think he's in Texas doing a roughing another 7-on-7 tournament.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's what he was. uh, In the super secret group chat of ours. That's what What we 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 were informed for. But other than that, I'm great. How are you, Josh? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, just like you alluded to, of Day weekend, I feel like it's important that we remember those and the reason for this weekend, why it's important. Uh, we've got an interesting game plan for y'all today. We're going to touch on J Toya's transfer, which is what we'll start with. Yeah. Then we'll touch on JTT, who's finally taking his official visits. And then speaking of official visits, we're going to be covering June's official visits for USC. They've got a stacked list. You can check that out as USC Scoop. Scott provided that. But first, we'll start with Jay Toya. Mark, you saw the news, you put a report out there that was unfairly put on Instagram, but we're not gonna get into that. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts
0: on the situation? So I'm going to stand by the way I presented it. And this was not meant to throw a dark shadow or cast a bad light on Jay. I wanna make that very clear. The way the information was presented to me was that, and this was kind of put into context when Jay didn't notify his position coach or pretty much anybody when he moved out of his dorm room um, in the dark of night. Uh, there was a butting of heads between he and the coach once the information came out that he doesn't wanna be at USC anymore. And it makes sense that you know he and the coach would butt heads. Um, I'm gonna leave it there. As far as that, because there's another side of the story that, you know, Jay still wants to be at USC. And, you know, there's other forces pulling him away, you know, exploring different avenues because he didn't have that opportunity, you know, to take visits uh, because of the whole COVID situation uh, before he enrolled um, earlier this year. Now, people need to remember, you know, Jay had, was committed USC back in 2018 when Johnny Nansen was part of the defensive staff. Johnny Nansen is now the defensive line coach at UCLA, and those two are very tight. You know, I'm, this is this is no secret. They are very close. Um, so there's a lot of speculation that um, Jay feel, will feel more comfortable at UCLA. So... That's kind of where the story is right now, um, and we're going to leave it there. Uh, it, but it, it does hurt USC. It's hitting them in a uh, in a position of need right now. You know, USC had already lost Brandon Peely this spring camp to a ruptured Achilles, torn Achilles, so he's gone for the year. Um, the grad transfer Ishmael Sofser, um, is still recovering from what was it Car- Car- carpent uh the one of the, the one of the same surgery mohassan had last year
1: okay i forgot what it's called but yeah he had Carpent. surgery that kept yeah. him out of carpet
0: green you say it compartment something thank surgery, you yeah yes um so he's recovering from that type of surgery um which leaves you know a lot of youth and another hole because you just lost another player that's three players now you're down if Ishmael isn't ready when fall camp starts. Uh, So this is why um, it kind of caught everybody by surprise and it's got everybody scratching their heads like, why would somebody who played extremely well in the spring, who has put himself in a position to not only play a lot, but maybe even start suddenly decide, I'm not gonna be here anymore. But then send the message, I still wanna be USC. I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to connect the dots and it skips somewhere so until you know things develop further this is where we're at
1: yeah i think the baseline takeaway is time will only time will tell right yeah we'll see how this all unfolds what ends up happening um it's a complicated situation i mean you mentioned three pages they they're down three guys they also lost another D lineman to the transfer portal caleb oh, Trembley. Oh,
0: is over at tennessee uh, now. that's right
1: earlier in the earlier in the you know in the spring, so I mean, there's not a lot of bodies left out there. You know, maybe Kobe Pepe is the next man in line. I don't know if there's another name that comes to mind for you that you'd want to add.
0: <laughs> well, you know, obviously they're going to have to they're going to have to reshuffle a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do they want to slide Dejon Benton back inside? Uh, obviously, you know, if they cannot convince Jay to stick around, you know, are, are they back at the transfer portal looking for somebody? um yeah it's this is why you know when i i say there's some emotions involved here this this is a low blow to usc's roster right now um and that and that's why you know there's all these different innuendo and different speculation going around so um, again this is still a developing story uh you can always come to uscscoop.com um to get the best of the inside information, whether it's coming from Scott, who's got some great insight to this, to the situation, uh, whether it's a uh, little bits and pieces that I pick up, whether it's coming from Josh, um, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I guess the final thing I'll say on this with is, and I wrote about it in my takeaway, um, if Jay decides he wants to come back, how do you build back that relationship? Not only with your teammates, but, you know, with your coach. And that's, I, I think that's where it falls under, again, when you say not coachable, it's, it, it's not always he's just a, he's just a thick-headed dude who, who won't take the coaching. There, there's a lot of context to that. You know, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you coach somebody who isn't willing to talk to you? You know, communication is a two-way street. And that's the final word that I'll give on it until something comes up.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if there's an update, I'm sure we'll cover it on the next episode and we'll give our thoughts on that as well. Uh, My final thought on that is that I was looking at the depth chart earlier today in preparation for this episode. And the depth chart behind Jay, there's a reason why it was so clear for him for, to get playing time this spring it's because the other main options are Kobe Pepe and Jamar Sikona, two really young guys. So we'll and see if you – yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just saying Jamar, you know, he also, you know, he had some really nice moments this spring. Um, but Kobe, you know, he, he started to see some action last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this spring he, he was injured. So it kind of put him over there on Rehab Island. So again, I, I'm looking at the D-line right now. Again, you know, it's a possibility they could slide, you know, Dejon Benton back into the middle. Um, Stanley, obviously. Um, is Mananoa, is he going to be big enough? Uh, does, it, or does it continue to get big enough, I should say. I mean, he came in as a linebacker. He, he now looks like a, a big d getting hey, Bigger and bigger. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's not a lot of depth. Um, so don't, I guess, don't be surprised. Um, if, if you see USC hitting the portal hard, they, they got to bring in some bodies.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised and everybody knows there's enough bodies in the portal. Yeah. There's, there's a D lineman out there, right? I mean, there's gotta be a D lineman out there for them to pursue, because there's a lot of people in the portal right now. Um, before we transition into uh, our next topic, you got anything last to say?
0: Well, I was just going to say, I kind of all, you know, the t- tie a bow on it. It was part of the Sunday takeaway today on UScscoop.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all about the, you know, the tampering that's going on right now and the free agency, the, at least the perception of free agency in, in, in college football, you know, you just touched on, you know, the portal, there are still well over 600 players still looking for a place to land. Now, not all of them are gonna find a spot on an, on an FDS team. So you just pick a percentage at land you know, that drop down to the FCS. You still got a large chunk out there that aren't gonna have a place to go. What happens, what happens to them? So if you really wanna get my feelings on this and have the discussion, go check it out, uscscoop.com. Tampering is a big issue right now, the portal is a bigger issue, and the NCA has, you know, created this issue uh, because they just keep stepping all over themselves. They added an extra year of eligibility. They're allowing players to transfer one time, basically carte blanche, free of charge, with no eligibility issues without having to sit out. And, you know, it's just creating havoc for, for roster management. And you know, we we I don't like to call them kids. These young men now literally have so many different voices pulling them in different directions. You've got coaching staffs at other schools going backdoor channel, asking starters at schools if they want to come be a starter at their school. And I'm not just talking at the premier positions either up and down the line, pick a position, it's happening. and Just wait until the NLI comes into effect or these players now, some of these players are gonna be making more money than some of their assistant coaches. They might be right now. Think about that. And you're gonna try and coach these guys moving forward on this Memorial Day weekend, Josh. No, speaking of NLI, I was college say, football does. Yeah, hopefully we're not memorializing college football one day.
1: No, i was gonna say speaking of NLI, one one player that stands to make a lot of money when the NLI rules come into place is JT i am I'm gonna just refer to him as that. I'm gonna go through his official visit schedule really quick. He's got UW June 4th through 6th, USC the second weekend. We're we're number two, June 14th through 16th, Ohio State June 18th through the 20th. This is a little interesting, but Oregon is listed as June 20th to the 22nd, even though Ohio State ends on the 20th. So maybe they're gonna get, he's going to get that VIP treatment. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Right. Anyway, and then last, Alabama, Nick Saban, will get to, they'll get his last visit June 25th to the 27th. So
0: Does Josh, anything about that stand out to you? Well, I was going to ask you, Josh, give me your optics on that. What's your, how, how do you perceive that, the way that lined up?
1: You know, part of me is still surprised in a way that he is taking that official to UW, not because I think UW is out of it. But sometimes you see the, the local, guys. you know, we see it in L.A. a lot, right, where it's like, you know, I'd rather spend that extra visits visiting another school. And I'm a little surprised because, I mean, we know that JTT doesn't have a lack of suitors. You know, I mean, obviously, he could have taken that fifth visit anywhere he wanted. So I'm a little interested that he is taking that UW visit. Um, obviously, that's the hometown school. They're going to be in it.
0: I, I think on on the the whole UW official visit, I think that shows to the, the type of character and the person that he is, mm-hmm. to show that, hey, UW really is one of the serious contenders. Nobody else out there really is in my thought process or in my consideration. So every one of the schools that I'm seriously considering is going to get the official visit. But like you said, you know, he's He kind of lives on that campus. He was at there, you know. He was out there during spring camp. Went to their spring game. So yeah, he's seen a lot of Washington. Now he'll get the one-on-one treatment from Washington. Right. Continue. Definitely.
1: I think another thing that stands out is, you know, I I I would imagine that all five of the schools we just mentioned jockeyed for that last visit. Sure. I I I would imagine that you know, I'm sure one guy was like, hey, you want to just come in July instead. And they could have probably made that work too. But I think it stands out that Nick Saban will get that last visit. I think it's a testament to his impact. We'll see how that goes. And then, you know, in the middle, I like where USC is at. Kind of the first out-of-state school, the first out-of-Washington experience for him. And then obviously Ohio State and Oregon are contenders as well. So we'll see where that ends
0: up. Right. You know, I I think we kind of knew that was going to be the weekend that that JT was going to visit USC when Mm -hmm. FSP and, you know, USC announced their, their camp dates. It kind of, you know, was like, hey, hint, hint. Um, because now, uh, you know, JT, you know, JT can separate himself from the FSP group that'll be there, and get that, you know, red carbon treatment. Um, but also because there's an extra day before he's supposed to head off to Columbus, he'll get that extra private day with USC as well, whether that's officially or unofficially. He'll actually be in LA for, you know, an extra day, theoretically.
1: Yeah, you never know. He might just want to fly back to U for a day,
0: do some laundry. Yeah. <laughs> or you not UW, but Seattle yeah, for a day. Right. We we know that's not happening. Um, he's got the, the way they've got everything packed together, those those trips are just going boom, 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 boom. So yeah. um do I think he's coming to USC? I made my feelings known on that. Again, you can check it out on uscscoop.com. It was in the uh, last week's Thursday, yay or nay. Um, Will we see JT on the field at the same time as Corey Foreman and Drake Jackson? So check that out. Um, I think here's where I I think it's going to happen. If he goes out of state to go out of school, it's going to be between Ohio State. And I hate saying this. Oregon.
1: going to throw up on
0: yeah i know uh, know. (laughs) um you know i alabama's getting the last look i I don't know if that really means anything i think it might have just worked out that way you know it's always been the lean has always people have always thought he's leaning towards ohio state that's really the i think the out-of-state player so if he's going to stay on the west coast Think it's going to be he'll he'll be choosing between Washington and Oregon. I guess is the best way to put it. I just don't think USC is a real player, and that's only because they got involved too late. You know, credit to to Coach Saoto, credit to Coach Orlando, and the entire USC staff to even pull that official visit. So, you know, we'll see. I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Right I, yeah, now. I just don't feel
1: it. He's certainly the caliber of player when you leave that scholarship open in 2021 for a guy like him, just in case. And we'll see. I think it's going to be fascinating over the next, you know, four to five weeks, weeks of what ends up happening with this. Um, obviously,
0: we'll have you covered. Scott, will have updates. Mark, will have updates on. When do you send the announcement, though? I mean, because, look, he's made everybody wait this long. And I shouldn't say he's made everybody. Wait. I say make them wait. He's doing what's in his best interest. But I mean, you think about it, we're already in June in two days. PRPs, you know, voluntary workouts start next week at USC. Um, and I'm assuming the same schedule starts at all these other colleges across the country Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, Alabama. So, Josh, when do you think he makes his announcement? July 4th or before?
1: I'd say before. I'd say he'll know by the end of the month, so like probably a day or two after that Alabama visit concludes on the twenty seventh.
0: That's what I'd lean to. I agree. I like I said. I think it's going to be real rapid fire. He's going to get through these, you know, visits, and then within days. Yeah, maybe not even multiple days. I think a day he will have a, the decision will be made.
1: And you would imagine the family and him are eager to get this over with too, you know, just from a human, I mean, they're humans too, man. And, you know, it, it's, it's tiring dealing with this stuff. A, a bunch of top recruits have said that, so yeah, the I mean, relief of getting it off your shoulders eventually.
0: And bottom line, he's got to, you know, move into school and start getting at Yeah, it. also, yeah, also that far. <laughs> gotta I mean, be somewhere. We've got the freshman moving in today at USC, and you still got, you know, young men out there taking official visits that are trying to fill in this class
1: crazy yeah it is wild it's pretty wild that you know
0: he's still on the board if you will um any last thoughts on that before we move on well i was going to say you know scott had had let us know uh so we could put it in the uh it was a nugget that scott gave us for yay or nay on thursday that usc should anticipate you know multiple commits by the end of june whether multiples two three four um, of, the li- of the list of official <laughs> visits that you, you're about to go over, um, who do you see, and I, I, let's start with, you know, start rattling off the names off of these, you know, visits and when they're coming, you tell me who you think is uh, a possibility to give a verbal commitment.
1: You know, it's interesting because there's, there's a lot of names on there. Uh, man, I mean, in June, I would say one name that definitely stands out is Zion Branch. Okay. Because that's a kid they've been in contact with for a long time. So he would, he would stand out to me. Uh, you know, the two Georgia defensive linemen, Michael Williams and Kristen Miller, they've been pretty public about their high interest in USC. So maybe, you know, we'll see how those unfold. Um, another name that I think would be a huge, huge get, Gentry Williams from, from Oklahoma. Yeah, that, one's like, that one's starting
0: to heat up a little bit, by the way.
1: Yeah. So those are some names that stand out to me. Um, it's pretty crazy. There's pretty much only one in-state player they're bringing in. Obviously, the, that's on purpose. Um, Kevin Green from Aleman, He's got to mention this on Twitter as well. It's a lot of studs. They're bringing in a lot of studs in this month.
0: So I'm going to – now, do you think these, the, the way these visits were set up for each weekend were done – was there any strategy applied to it? Or was it just kind of who's available for this weekend who's available for this weekend? probably a little bit of both
1: you know sometimes it was hey we want you here on this weekend probably for a certain reason other times it's like you know for a kid like let's say like i don't know like let's just throw a five-star out there like devin campbell five-star guard from texas okay was probably like hey you want to come through i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if it was like when are you free you know just make it make yourselves available um i don't know what the realistic chances are with him but we we never know right
0: I'm just going through each of these uh, visitor lists for each of these dates real quickly. Um, I guess maybe Gavin Sawchuk could be a candidate as a commit because we he's know he's coming that, the first weekend. Yes, he is on that first weekend uh, group. We know that uh, running back is a huge position of need. Um, yeah possibly Tycona. I know, you know, I know there's some staff guys that are really high on that guy. Um, well, he's already committed, so there's that. So. Well, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for good catch.
1: But reinforcing the relationship. yeah, Because he's never been.
0: Uh, the second weekend, like you mentioned, Mikhail Williams and Christian Miller. Man, if they can get one or both of those guys, Oof.
1: And Chris is already was already here. I would encourage you guys to check yeah. out his vlog. The guy is made for Hollywood. I'll, I'll put it like that. If you if you watch the video,
0: <laughs> now I know they would love to get Harold Perkins to go on record, but you know he's probably one of those guys that's going to hold out till you know get his own signing day type of thing going. Um, and then uh, I know Evan Stewart; they're really high on. I know they've worked really hard on that young man. Um, I think we've talked about you know, that little anecdote maybe once or twice, how uh, there was a coaching staff out there at another school literally, literally try to sell him and his family that USC does not produce NFL wide receivers or that they have a good broadcasting school. I have no comment on that. Yeah. There, you just, yeah, there's nothing you can say to that. So um, yeah, a lot of names out there. So I'm thinking maybe two or three verbal commits would get the uh, recruiting class rolling and get that momentum started towards the season. Because December is when um, they're really going to come heavy. That's going to be their close.
1: I think if there's an over-under number, I would say five <laughs> or six. And then you can decide whether you want to take the under or the over on that i'll take the under if you go six fair enough so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out especially because a lot of these kids are out of state kids right it would be different if this was like december and there's a lot of you know california kids visiting Uh, but you know this is all about building relationships and extending the branches if you will right because even if you don't get a kid you know he goes back to wherever he's from you know the east coast and he says hey man my usc visit was dope it's just I want to be closer to family. And then two years down the road, the kid is like, another kid is like, hey, I want to visit USC. And then you you strike gold on one.
0: Right. That's how you do it. And, and, and Scott has mentioned this on the board. Uh, you know, the goal is to get these guys, some of these guys to come back out again on their own later mm-hmm. in the year, uh, whether it be during the season or back in December when, you know, a USC goes to put on their, their clothes, their closing show, so to speak. Um, Not their actual clothes, hopefully. Right, yeah. The emperor emperor still has her clothes on. So that's where, uh, you know, recruiting is about to heat up big time. Um, So that in conjunction with possible player movement, um, a lot going on. It's never a dull moment at USC football. That's for darn sure.
1: I think it's fair to say that we, it's fair to say that there's gonna be more roster movement before USC plays San Jose State
0: in early September. Speaking of, if in case everybody hasn't heard yet, um, USC's first game of the year. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It deserves a middle finger. No, I was just scratching my nose. I'm but... uh-huh, sure you were. Um, <laughs> USC will be kicking off against San Jose State Labor Day weekend Saturday at two o'clock in the afternoon because Labor Day weekend in LA is always a cool weekend. It's never, 100, it's never hundred plus
1: degrees. I just got to say my, so everybody brings up that Western Michigan game. Um, that was actually my first ever USC football game. That was my really? freshman year in 2017. It was a pretty hot and day. I remember sitting there and being absolutely miserable. That's yeah. all I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> and they are literally kicking off. Two o'clock is going to take you into halftime. Halftime will be during the hottest time of the day yeah you know people think that the hottest part of the day is high noon no Mm -hmm. (laughs) no (laughs) it's like three hours after noon
1: (sighs) yeah i'm having like like bad memories just thinking about it like i'm from florida i know my heat man but that california heat in early september when you're sitting in the college it's different
0: but it's a dry
1: heat, <laughs> so it's That's unfortunate. I'm, I'm hoping they have those. I'm hoping they have those. You know those gigantic fans they have on the sidelines for the players that like spew like liquid. Yeah, I, I hope they can get those in the Coliseum just everywhere.
0: <laughs> Actually, they—if I remember correctly—a couple of years ago they had some of those set up um, over by the Coliseum Club, and yeah, yeah. Mm. So hopefully, yeah, that would be great. But yeah you know welcome back to the coliseum the voice of the trojans will be back to you know kind of bring that spirit back to the coliseum usc hasn't officially announced if we're all welcome back yet but um i think i would bottom, assume yeah, yeah we're going to assume that because the basketball team said they're going to be there um there was yeah. a tweet um saying that they're going to be at the football game this year so.
1: and the nba playoffs if you are uh, you know if you're following those it's, it's pretty clear that, you know, the crowds are filling up again. It's great to see as yeah. long as they're not throwing stuff at players. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> but what I was getting at is, you know, San Jose State probably wasn't going to sell out. So kicking off at that time is probably, it probably isn't going to help the crowd either. But I'm looking forward to it. You know, yeah, we're kind of, you know, kicking this kicking around saying, hey, why are they doing it at two o'clock? But um, I'm actually looking forward to it.
1: Me too, man. You know, Mark and I were just talking about this off camera, but just like having fans back and like hearing the crowd noise that's not pumped in electronically,
0: like it's great to hear. It is great to hear. So really is looking looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I heard there was 135,000 people out there for the for the Indy 500. Man, crazy. 135,000 people watched cars make a left turn all day. I'll never understand that dude ever ever but you won't catch me on one of those either I'll put it in that whatever you know I, I, I think it's great that we're getting back to you know what we're what we're familiar with and like you said, getting the crowds back watching the NBA, you know, I know your team took a tank. I know i uh, No, sorry. I might, I don't have a team anymore. Well, I don't I'm, even gonna, like you know, I'm a Laker fan, but Josh, you know where my feelings are with this. So, you know... I do. If the Lakers don't make it out of the first round, I'm not going to be that upset, to be honest with you. We'll, I think they're going to make it out. Hey, I, I think it was shown today that, you know, Anthony Davis is the is the ticket. Now he they certainly to, need him. he needs to kind of toughen up a little bit though. I don't know how serious that groin is. But um dude. There's a reason he's been labeled the way he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it, but you know, he's got that stigma. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And the Clippers, pff, well, they're just the Clippers, so
1: Kowite's Miami agenda begins now. That's what we're leaving. Yeah, he got good fishing Sweet. on Miami, right? Of course. Yeah, Marlon, right. man. We got super off topic, but uh, <laughs> thank you for enjoying the, the latest episode of Scoop TV. Uh, any last thoughts, Mark, before we sign off? Um,
0: no, I, like I said, we'll, we'll try and bring you uh, the information as it comes with everything that's going on. Uh, something to look forward to. Again, we've got player run practices that'll be kicking off here sooner than later um you know we're still waiting for the word when we can get out there and watch and where we'll be able to watch them from hopefully uh we'll have that information soon and then um man we're literally two months away from fall camp starting man i'm so hyped i know you'll be hyped when i get to see you in person josh so are you gonna tell everybody when you come back to california
1: Sorry, i haven't said my official visit dates yet so it'll be in a. Uh... It'll will be, be mysterious.
0: But... Will you be announcing on Twitter?
1: I'll tell, I'll tell you through my sources. Put it like that. Will, will, I'll there, leak be it.
0: A, will there be an edit? Of course. <laughs> All right, cool. Come on now. Nice. Hopefully, uh, for our next uh, Scoop TV next week, um, Brandon will be back. Uh, but again, he's out there. I think he's in Arlington working. Uh, he's doing his thing, yeah. Yeah, but this is actually, I think this was actually an adult league that he's reffing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe one day he'll be working in the NFL. You never know. He's got to be better than the Pac-12 refs. Two. Everybody's better than the Pac-12 refs. <laughs> so on that note, everybody, um, we hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Always remember to think why we're having this weekend. And uh, if you have any questions? We'll see you on Scoop TV next week and see Scoop.com. Take care.